The following is a fourth-hand production. A grim discovery in a downtown L.A. hotel. Police say the body found in a hotel water tank is that of 21-year-old Canadian tourist, Elisa Lam. The death of Eliza Lam was one of the creepiest stories to have hit Weibo last year. Some Chinese internet users began to throw around theories involving the supernatural when a video of her behaving oddly in an elevator shortly before her death was released. A surveillance video of a Canadian woman uh, adds to the mystery around her death. This, take a look, is 21-year-old Elisa Lamb riding an elevator at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Today, her body was found inside a water tank on top of the hotel where she had been staying. Someone complained about low water pressure. Someone had previously complained about flooding uh, on the fourth floor of the hotel. That led a maintenance worker up to the roof yesterday to check out the water tanks. There are several on the roof, as you will see. And that's when the body of 21-year-old Elisa Lam from Vancouver was discovered. People die every day, but some just don't make sense. Enter Elisa Lam. From satanic cults, interdimensional gray beings, Super tuberculosis, to government hitmen, nothing is off the table in this week's Hysteria 51. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Welcome to Hysteria 51. Come inside our secret hideaway as we talk conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that warns you not to drink the water, but to drink the beer instead. Hysteria 51. (sighs) Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I am your humble host, John Goforth. Alongside is my co-captain Brent Lynn Aloysius Belvedere Hand. (laughs) Brent, longtime (laughs) listeners to the show know that you are a passionate fan of the 1980s sitcom that's situational comedy. Thanks for the clarification, John. You're welcome. Mr. Belvedere. Streaks on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Who cares? I'm I'm curious, would you say that you love that show, or do you just love that actor, Christopher Hewitt, and celebrate his entire catalog? I'll tell you two things. Number one, Mr. Belvedere, the TV show, wasn't the first time that they had actually used Mr. Belvedere. He'd actually been in a couple movies before. Well, yeah, because it was based on a book, right? Yeah, exactly. And I love heavyset British motherfuckers. It's just my, my M.O., Half the fucking reason why I put butler mode We've in the We've got a lot of listeners box. that fit that description. Well, hey, you know, I'm I'm a fat American. I need a counterpart. That's why I put a British mode in the conspiracy bot. So when you're not here, he runs around like a British butler for me. I might sound like this, but it does not mean I am giving you fucking tea and biscuits. Ah, good to know that some things don't change. And that robotic purr you're hearing is our third host, conspiracy bot. I hear C-Bot. Let me switch you back. <laughs> there, perfect. Uh, now, while we're on the subject, do you have any favorite 80s sitcoms? Of course. Small wonder, it's my second favorite TV show ever. She's a small wonder, lovely and bright and soft. Second favorite, what's your first? 
I used to think it was lost in space. It had a great-looking robot and a wonderful doctor. Um, he was really evil. I know. Anyway, since the date of my reprogramming, I've grown an affinity for Pee-wee's Playhouse. That makes sense. I mean, Brent, you said a lot of his design was from the Conky 2000. Ready to assist you, Pee-wee. Morning, Conky. I got a soft spot for fat robots. <laughs> they, they make me feel better about myself. So, so we've got che- uh, fat British people. Check fat robots. Check fat co-host. Check. Me. Me? Check, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check. What you? Uh, what the fuck, John? <laughs> Finally, tonight we are Jesus. joined by, I'd call him a top 10 guest on this show. And I, I, I mean that sincerely. Matt Owens, better known as Moens. Welcome back. What about you? What is your favorite 80s sitcom? Wait, wait top 10? Hasn't, hasn't there only been like 10 total? Yeah. I think maybe nine. <laughs> and, you, and you said I'm top 10. Your point? Well, I just, uh, I would have thought with like. If it makes you feel any better, you're top two in LA. Well, but there's only like, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, th- uh, thanks for having me on, guys. So, uh, 80s sitcom. All right. So I- uh, enough reminiscing, fellas. Let's get to what we're drinking. You say it's a lexicon of libations. We call it a bulletin of booze. Either way, we're all getting pissed. Here's this week's spirit selections. Gentlemen, I'm back at it. I got my ice cold Bud Light. I got about four setting behind them ready to go. I am ready to knock some lamb out of the ballpark. Or, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where you're going. Hola, David and me. I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Mm, Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by extras for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. 
get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I was going to say something terrible, and 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 I, I stopped. Moving Every on. once in a while, I censor myself. Thank the good Lord. Matt, what you what you uh, sipping on down on I'm, the uh, East Coast? I'm sipping on some house West beer. West Coast. I, down on the West Coast. Down on the West Coast. It's called house beer? Um, I don't know if it's like. Is that what this. whatever people left at your house? Because that's what I drink. <laughs> or is quite that like often. bathtub gin? You like made it in your house? <laughs> I wish. I, if I had my brewing gear, I probably would be making it. But no, it's called house beer. I don't know who it's made by. Uh, I I didn't drop this on my way home from the liquor store. On <laughs> well my done, bike. well done. Were you on your bike? I was. I'm impressed. Sorry. Good job. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's good. It's a. Uh, it's made in Denver, Colorado. I don't know if it's owned by. I'm trying to find out who is owned by. When you say house beer, it's I good. I picture a, a beer can, all white with black label mm-hmm. that just says house beer. Or in college when we were too young to go to the bars and you go to the you go to the frat parties house cup house beer <laughs> house and that cup. means you can walk house to the front cup. of the line and get your beer the first you know first. sorry guys house cup house cup sorry my bad you were in a frat. Uh, no, I was not, but, uh, we, John and I live next door to one, our freshman and sophomore year, and they threw parties every weekend. Did you broker your sex services to get in for free? Not so much brokered as, I mean, it just kind of fell into place. I was in a fraternity. I was a Theta Xi, but we were kind of the anti-fraternity. Um, I like to think everybody is. Oh, no, no, no. Nobody's like, we were the fraternity fraternity. Let me put it to you this way. 
we didn't have many athletes in our fraternity. Uh, <laughs> not many people were taking their shirts off when we went to the lake. But they did use uh, terms like brochacho and uh, help Broski. me 80s and help me 86 this dead body. So, I mean, some things were kind of fraternity like. Yeah. So it, it really is kind of like this podcast. Where's all the roofies, guys? <laughs> I was trying I to take them. one. I was hungry. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> Speaking of problems, John, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I am sipping on a beautiful cider over here. Uh, the brand is Pacific Coast Cider, made by the. Oh cider. wow, that's where I'm from. It's right? crazy, and the cover of it has a guy that looks suspect like you riding a flying fish, holding a flag. <laughs> All those you things mean- are true. <laughs> uh, uh, it's made by the Cider Brothers. It is a Pinot Grigio hard apple cider. Uh, what? <laughs> so what you're drinking is a glass of wine. <laughs> it's an apple, apple wine. wine. It's a mixture of cider and wine. It's wonderful. It's the best of both worlds, gentlemen. <laughs> it's like they were like, I don't want to have to wait until this wine's done. Let's just call it cider. <laughs> Full disclosure, this is pre-noon everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording early this morning. So and we are drinking. So I don't Dude, really- you're breaking the fourth wall. I said tonight in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> See about what is that over there? You're you're it's working in a jar. With? <laughs> Goddamn jam jar. <laughs> Holy shit! It says Vlasic on it. What is that? A dark water, Mallort, and pickle juice. That is fucking, fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only talking about the Mallort. <laughs> uh. So speaking of disgusting, what about your Facebook post earlier this week wanting some gas and matches, dude? I am really getting into fire. It is my new medium. And you're going to go fuck yourself. So moving on. Jeez. John. That reprogramming's not all We're going to have to tweak it. Yeah. What yeah. a dark, dark robot. <laughs> so John, why don't you hit us with some hysteria hype this weekend? Each week we delve into our weird headspace, open up the drawer marked freaky shit. And pull out a mysterious morsel you just have to try. It's time for Hysteria Hype. And hold on. Before you get on, we're going to say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. One of those spoilers is for fucking me because I haven't watched the cocksucker yet. So I'm just going to get spoiled through this. (laughs) Too bad you got to edit this bad boy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, is this Walking Dead? I haven't seen all of it yet. I know. And I haven't either. I thought it was a bad idea. John wants to do it. it. Punch him in the dick. Finish? No, it's just the end of season seven. End of season seven. Yeah. Season seven ended. So tonight's, tonight's hysteria hype is on the season seven finale. All right, now, if you haven't seen it, I'd advise you to fast forward here about the next two minutes. Go ahead. We'll wait. The first day of the rest of your life. That's the name of the episode. I got to say, I was I was disappointed. Uh, did we get a major character death? Sure. Uh, so long, Sasha. Did we get a typical Walking Dead artsy episode? We did. I mean, they're kind of known for that. Uh, in this case, watching Sasha as she's dying all throughout the episode and then not knowing it. Fine. Cool. You did your artsy thing. Um, I can deal with that. Did we even get one moment or two that were fucking awesome? Yes, we did. When Shiva, Ezekiel's tiger, destroys the guys as the kingdom swoops in to save the day, that was that was really cool. But that whole lead-up had been to an actual out-and-out fight. Total war. And this fight was an absolute disaster. 
Uh, first, they didn't teach half of the actors how to hold semi-automatic rifles. Carol looks like she's holding a baking sheet. She doesn't even know what she's doing. <laughs> she is kind of deadly with the baking sheet. And she's though. just swinging it around like it's a Gatling gun. Wait, that's how you, how do you, how do you shoot them? <laughs> <laughs> you swing. It's called the spray and pray swing swing method. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you just like hold the trigger down, yeah, close your eyes, yeah. and sit down. It's very similar to the way Brent has sex. Yes. Uh, <laughs> spray and pray. <laughs> Swing method. I just missed the air and hope somebody gets breaking it. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> then the other half of the cast that actually knew how to hold guns, they gave them these schlocky 80s futuristic guns, like, they, like straight out of an 80s movie. That's seriously not a joke. Negan's gun is a form of uh, Snake's gun in Escape from L.A. I'm not kidding. Like, that <laughs> they was no didn't homage. trust them. They're like, you know how to hold a gun? Let's give you the fake one. <laughs> Let's give you a fake, right. So anyway, I guess I'm saying I didn't have a problem with like the story, the writing necessarily. Maybe it was just the directing. But like uh, during the big war, all of our heroes are running around like in the wide open, like chickens with their heads cut off. And yet not once do they get hit by a bullet except for Rick where he gets shot by Jadis. And speaking of Jadis, don't get me started on her. And that, that actress fucking sucks. She is awful. Anyway, I could go on, but for the sake of brevity, I'm going to go ahead and give it three semi-bloody Lucille's. I have nothing to add to this. I haven't seen it. Don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm, I would have been caught up, but halfway through, like four episodes in this season, our cable box took a shit on us, and I hadn't <laughs> watched any of them, so we had to get a new one. So I have not caught up. So how many weeks did it take for you to get a new cable box? Because that's free, right? Well, uh, yes, but I was like four or five weeks in. I hadn't watched any of them, and I was going to binge through those, so I missed those, and then we, and then I've, I haven't. Watched I mean, you the were in the hospital episode. too, so I guess. And I was in the hospital for two weeks, so yeah. Thank you, conspiracy bot. <laughs> so you know who we are, you know what we're drinking, and you know what we're watching. It's time for the reason you came. Tonight's topic. I can't drum, but I'm trying. <laughs> Elisa Lamb, Elisa Lamb, let's do it, John. Hit us. The body of Elisa Lam, a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, was recovered from a water tank atop the Cecil Hotel in downtown L.A. on February 19th, 2013. She had been reported missing at the very beginning of the month. Maintenance workers at the hotel discovered the body when, when investigating guest complaints of problems with the water supply. Does it taste funny to you? Her disappearance had been widely reported. Interest had increased five days prior to her body's discovery when the LAPD released video of the last time she was known to have been seen on the day of her disappearance by an elevator security camera. In the footage, Lamb is seen exiting and re-entering the elevator, talking and gesturing in the hallway outside, and sometimes seeming to hide within the elevator, which itself appears to be malfunctioning. The video went viral on the internet many viewers reporting that they found it unsettling. Explanations ranged from claims of paranormal involvement to the bipolar disorder from which Lamb suffered. It had also been argued that the video was altered prior to release. The circumstances of Lamb's death and when she was found also raised questions, especially in light of the Cecil's history in relation to other notable deaths and murders. Her body was naked with most of her clothes and personal effects floating in the water near her. It took the LA coroner's office four months after repeated delays to release the autopsy report, which reports no physical trauma and states that the cause of death was accidental. 
Guests at the Cecil, now rebranded the Stay on Main, sounds swanky. Sued the hotel. <laughs> People died here. We'll just we'll rename it. All you need is a rebranding effort. That's, That's right. all you need. That's right. They sued the hotel after the incident, and Lamb's parents filed a separate lawsuit later that year. The latter was dismissed in 2015. Mm. To this day, there's still conjecture as to what actually happened to her. Of course. <laughs> Hence why it's on Hysteria 51. Let's get going. Let's get into the history of this young lady. So her story, she's a daughter of Hong Kong immigrants that moved to Canada. And so she's Chinese Canadian. Yeah. So she lived in Vancouver originally, and she studied at the University of British Columbia. She wasn't the greatest of students. She left school a lot. And what I mean by that is she would withdraw, have to go back. And actually, she was kind of worried about that as one of those things like she thought it was going to affect her future. And I don't want to be stereotypical, but you got to think a lot of times you always hear about the Chinese parents as being very strict, especially with education. Asian, Asian culture in general. like Yeah, it's not a stereotype. It's a culture. Yeah. yeah, it's a cultural thing. Like they, they want you to excel. And I, a lot of people feel that she felt like she was sliding her parents. Or, or upsetting them with that. So in January 2013, she headed out for a trip to Southern California, which she called her West Coast tour on her Tumblr blog. It's actually a blog spot, right? Yeah. So in oh, mid, she had two of them, right? Yeah. So there's two. So in mid 20, 2010, she began a blog named Ether Fields on Blogspot. Of course, it was fucking millennials. And over the next few years, she posted pictures of models and fashion clothes and all the bullshit that people post on on that horse shit. I don't know. I, Tumblr is is something I don't get. Here's a gif. Now here's sixteen hundred more. This describes my life. <laughs> so it, it was. Uh, it, but if you look at her Tumblr and you look at her Blogspot and you and then also look at her Twitter profile, which is still up to this day, mm-hmm. and all the stuff she posts. A lot of it's really cool and interesting stuff. Yeah. She just seems like a really interesting 21-year-old yeah. girl. But then mm-hmm. intermittently in those posts, there gets are dark. a lot of dark We get dark, and yeah. there's a reason for that. So I said over the next few years, she posts pictures and all this stuff. But she also posted about her struggle with her mental disorder. In fact, on January 2012, she posted a title, You're Always Haunted by the Idea You're Wasting Your Life, from novelist Chuck Palahniuk that she used as an epigraph for her blog. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. All right. <laughs> Good job, conspiracy <laughs> bot. Great movie. Like, her life in general, like, that, it, it's a very, very accurate depiction of somebody who's very young right like you have like your favorite authors and then you say some really dark shit yeah but yeah i think that yeah i I, absolutely she was a millennial exactly (laughs) like i don't mean a stereotype but um stereotype away so (laughs) a little after two years the lamb had been blogging she announced that she was abandoning the blog for another and she started as written before her tumblr its content consisted heavily of found photos as most tumblers are fashion quotes and a few posts of land's own word the same quote as we had had mentioned before as well that's a little diatribe there we go back to her her tour of Southern California. So on January 26th, she arrived in LA after two days of being there. She checked into the swanky, beautiful, the Cecil hotel. And it's a beautiful, beautiful area where it's at. Isn't it, John? (laughs) Where? No, it's not. It's not. Where? Tell me where. So 
this fucking hotel, which a lot of it's set up like a hostel. You're, you're not even Those in your of you own who room. Have no yep. idea what the fuck that was. Uh, we're big fans of Little Shop of Horrors. That's from a song in yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. And this, so this hotel that's set up like a hostel is right, right on Skid Row, right next to Skid Row. And we'll get into a little bit more. Matt, you know all too well where it's at because for the show, you actually went there. <laughs> you didn't go to the Cecil Hotel. You went to the fucking stay on Maine, that swanky new fucking upscale joint. Oh, yeah. It's way, way different. Like In gentrified different. skin row. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're changing things. All right. So, yeah, so as we said. Cecil Hotel in front of it, but it also had stay on Maine now. Yeah, so I, yeah. I got confused. Well, what happens is this place has got such a sorted pass that every time someone gets killed or anything, they got about six or seven different signs in the back. And they're like, switch it up. Uh, <laughs> now we're the. Now we're the the, the, the city the, end. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Just grab one, Johnny. The problem is it's still. <laughs> so, as I said, it was kind of like a hostel. She's initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor. However, <laughs> her roommates complain what the hotel's lawyer would later describe as certain odd behavior. And so she was moved to a room of her own which actually happened to be on the top floor, which was where all the long-term stayers lived. So, which is the 14th floor, is the top floor. Yeah. But it's actually the 13th floor because, like so many other hotels, they skip the 13th. Odd behavior? Backstory! <laughs> Lamb, as we'd kind of alluded to before, had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. I am... Full on shocked. I did not date this broad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you because that was my MO for a long time. Why are you cutting hey, yourself? You want to go get a cheeseburger? Welcome to the club, John and, <laughs> and Brent. I thought you were going to say young Asian women. No, no, no. Just the, uh, just the, hey, hey, you look crazy. Just the Let's damn go. Hey, Yeah. Are you broken? Do you want to like spend time with me while I fucking ruin my life with you? <laughs> oh, I, actually, in Brent's case, it's a little bit of the opposite. Are you broken? No. All right, spend a few months with me. <laughs> That's right. Ooh. Ooh. Conspiracy Bob, what do you think about that? I try my damnedest to not think about Brent when it comes to his love life. The noises I hear through the vents are bad enough. Makes fucking total sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that that was said. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> so, she had been prescribed four drugs. Wellbutrin, Lamictal. 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 There you go. I'll... I'm sure you take it, you take it on the side <laughs> no, for fun. So you only, know. only when I'm drinking, <laughs> Seroquel and Effexor to deal with the the condition. So, well, Butrin also a drug to help you quit smoking if you need to quit oh. smoking. Does it work? Because I would love to like use it. <laughs> for the voices or the smoking can we get a clarification <laughs> both <laughs> i i don't know I, mean, I, I don't know i just I, I i'm aware of it i never took it i mean the voices told me to smoke so <laughs> what the fuck am i talking about so we talked about how she was open on her her blog spot and her tumblr about having these issues very very juxtaposition of her parents who kept the condition secret they didn't tell anyone it was kind of a, a, a dude that's a thing of shame to them for- yeah, like if you got proud parents and you're an immigrant and you have a kid who's doing well, like you don't talk about your kid being what's, crazy. Hey, what's wrong with your kid? Nothing. Get out. Yeah. You talk to probably your community. You don't talk to professionals. Oh, you don't talk to your community on that. Like you don't want to be like the low. The oh, low okay. Yeah. No. Well, that makes kids. sense. Even though that she'd had these issues, her parents said that she had no history of suicidal attempts or ideas, though they did had one claim that, in fact, briefly had gone missing sometime earlier as well. So this might have not 
initially she was ran, a runaway or missing and a lot of people are like well there's Elisa and yeah. this like so many stories like this there's a lot of scuttlebutt around so yeah. somebody who knew her once will come out and say something it makes an article well, I saw yeah. her do this and it becomes Sorry. a fact and, and because this is such a weird case there's a lot of people came out and the reason we're covering yeah. this case is it is so bizarre it's bizarre, bizarre. wait till we yeah. get into it right how bizarre how oh. bizarre so by but you know all these issues she has while she was traveling she did keep in she did keep in contact with her parents regularly up until the day she disappeared on that day on january 31st of 2013 she was scheduled to check out of the hotel and leave for santa cruz her parents didn't hear for her they call the lapd reporter missing and then the family flies down to la to try to help search for her. what we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. <laughs> they didn't think they'd do a good enough job. They were coming to town to figure it out themselves. Yep. Get me Buford T. Justice. He'll find her. <laughs> so hotel staff who saw her that day said she was alone. And in fact, the last person who actually saw her wasn't in the hotel, but outside of it, a woman named Katie Orphan, who managed a bookstore, talked to her and she was in there and actually said that she was lively and and talking about she wanted to get some books for presents and actually was talking about like, would this, like, I need a book I can carry on a plane or it's not going to be heavy. That doesn't seem like someone who's running away or going to fucking go kill themselves. Side note, who buys books based on weight? Uh, a kid who's staying in a hostel and having to take I it on a guess. plane. Side note, if your name's Katie Orphan, are you constantly calling to check on your parents? <laughs> oh. Ha, 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 ha. I'm just asking. No. Because they're dead. As soon as I get home, the first thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> Conspiracy bite is on a roll today. <laughs> Word. So police searched the hotel when the parents could call and reported missing to the extent that they legally could. They searched Lamb's room and had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop. They didn't find any of her scent. There are conflicting reports on this about the last people to be seen with her. Uh-huh. A report from one believe it was a detective said at the time that there was a separate video other than the main video we're about to talk about a separate video from earlier in the day showing her walk in to the hotel Cecil with two men like one on each side, basically holding a box. That video has never been found or released and other people contradict that story. Yeah. But it's worth noting. Well, and it's noted, it's worth noting that a, a police officer said that. So you got to wonder. And all the video is, is contradictory to a point. So they said, but we didn't search every room. This is Sergeant Rudy Lopez. He said, we could only do that if we had probable cause to believe a crime had been committed. And at that time, all they knew is. They couldn't broad, find her. She was supposed to check out. She wasn't there, and she hadn't called her parents. Right. They're doing a wellness check and thinking these parents are fucking loons, and their and it's a little weird there. that her parents flew down one day after they didn't get. Which a phone actually call. makes you wonder how fucking crazy was this broad? Yeah. Like her well, parents, how crazy were her parents to like make her that crazy? True. Fast forward a week after Lama's last That's a good scene. Point. When I was in college, I could like not communicate with my parents for months. Yeah. I haven't and- talked to my mom <laughs> in six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so many jokes. Fast forward a week after Lamb had last been seen, and the LAPD decided more help was needed. So they put out flyers with her image on it, and what brought the case to the public's attention is they released the elevator video. I want to take time right now and tell you guys that this is one of the reasons that this story caught on so much. If you haven't seen the the Elisa Lamb elevator video, pause the show, go watch it. 
it's worth it. You can find it on YouTube, anywhere. Watch it. It's just a couple minutes, and it is off-putting, spooky. I don't know what you want to call it. You're seeing someone who isn't right, and there's weird things going on. Far too long for a surveillance video. It is weird. I, I mean, I, I mean, I guess the video they're they're always there, but you know. So, but what I mean is like it's far too long for like what what is happening, right? Like like you expect something like that to happen for a like a thirty second like pocket, and then somebody walks in, but, but nothing nobody does. Yeah, this is actually on February fourteenth when they released the video, and it's taken by the oh Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's taken by the video that's actually in the elevator. Um, surveillance camera. I was on February fourth in one of one of the uh, the hotel's elevators, and it drew worldwide attention to this case immediately because they dropped this video, and boom, everyone's like, "What the fuck's going on?" So we won't take you on a play by play through the video because, frankly, hearing it described doesn't work that yeah. well. You need to see it for yourself. If you search uh, Elisa Lamb video, it'll be the first pop up on YouTube. It's got millions upon millions of views. That's what it is. It's like two and a half minutes long. The basics of it's it are nine this. hours long. <laughs> the basics of it are this. She walks in, seems fairly normal. Then she seems like she's hiding kind of. Well, she uh, walks in and seems fairly normal. Then she bends over and presses like 10 fucking buttons on the right, elevator. There rows of three buttons. She hits everyone in the middle. Including what look like block and hold or hold the elevator button open. So the door's never closing. The door's never close. And there's two theories behind why the doors never close. Well, there's multiple theories. One, that she hits door hold. So it never closes. Mm-hmm. Second, that on old elevators, if you hit way too many buttons, you basically confuse the elevator oh, and it just shuts down and says, fuck you. Yeah. Yep. And then all the other theories are revolving around either nefarious yeah. activities or paranormal. So outside of that, she is also looks like she's talking to someone. She keeps going in and out of the elevator. And the other thing is she's doing these weird hand movements, these awkward off putting looks like she's like the backup assistant at a fucking David Blaine. Magic yeah. Like show. she's casting a spell. Yeah. And she's doing like bad Tai Chi. The other thing is <laughs> 54 seconds of the video have been cut out. The police, the hotel, someone removed almost a minute of the video. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck is going on? That's one odd thing about the video. The other two odd things about the video, the timestamp is obscured. Someone at someone overlaid some sort of, of writing or something yeah. over the timestamp. So you really can't see it. Second, the video, it, it was noticed by watching the seconds tick off. Because although you can't see what the seconds say, you can see how quickly they're ticking still. Mm-hmm. You can see that the, the video was sped up. It's yep. not in real time. So it was released sped up with a minute missing and the timestamp obscured. And also some people have said, and it's I don't know if it's true or not, you can judge for yourself. It looks like there's pixelation over her mouth like she might be speaking. And it could have been ex- obscured because people didn't want you to be able to see what she was saying. All those things are, you know, at least valid in one way or another. Uh, the pixelation... It is an edited video, the one they released, and yeah, the original I, I, video has never been released to the public. But th- I mean, that's not uncommon, um, but we'll probably get into it, right? Like, that's not yeah. uncommon for police videos to be no, no, just not showing. No, the slightest. Especially but, if it's like, we're looking for this person, as mm-hmm. opposed to, here's an entire interaction. Right. She's got a dark past of, of mental issues, so they post this online, and a lot of people... Boom, just looked at this and said, oh, shit, she's possessed or this elevator, something's wrong with it. You know, and a lot of people, though, saw this and go, oh, no, she's playing the fucking elevator game. 
Oh, the elevator oh, game. Oh, the old elevator game. And you were probably like me when you heard that. You're like, what the fuck is the elevator game? I, I know. I, 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 where my mind immediately went. I'm David Pumpkins. And well, that is that is the man to go to in an elevator. That's exactly elevator. right. That's the elevator Love game. elevator. Doesn't matter what floor you're on. That's yep. what you're getting. If you're wondering to yourself, what the fuck is an elevator game? It's only a way to go to another dimension and maybe get yourself kidnapped by a demon and never be heard from again. Or maybe visit the studios of Hysteria 51 in the lower fourth dimension. It's like the candy man of elevators. Yeah, it's true. This is stupid and unfunny. Well done. How do you play and maybe get lost in another dimension? Sit back, kids. We'll tell you. <laughs> Players should locate an elevator in a building with 10 floors or more. Ride it alone. That's a key point. And visit different floors in a specific order with special instructions not to trust other passengers if they join the elevator. Don't here's look a, at them. Here's a pro tip that follows you no matter where you go. Never trust people in an elevator, whether but, you think they're demons or not. And it said if anyone does get in, you're not allowed to look at them. So floors to visit. The player must stay in the elevator for the entirety of this time and press the following floor buttons in sequence. One, four, two, six, two, ten, five, one. The game rules state if the ritual succeeds when the player finally presses one, instead of going down to the first floor, the elevator return to the tenth floor. That's when it gets kooky. You're in an alternate world. The game's goal is to access another world. The 10th floor should lead to an alternate reality where nobody exists except the player and probably that creepy girl from Stranger Things. <laughs> it's the only thing. How do you travel back now that you're there? The steps must be done in the same sequence, then to the fifth floor, then to the final button, return the player to the first floor. The game rules ask the player to check for small things to be sure they're back in the real world. I mean, you don't want to step out into another alternate dimension. But here's the key. The fifth floor girl. At the fifth floor, a girl could appear in person or disguised, luring the player. The game rules state the girl must be ignored. Some versions state that the girl must not even be looked at or touched. As you know, you just reach out and touch people when they get on an elevator. Hey, how are you? If you talk to them, they take you away and you're never heard from again. The elevator game. I do yeah. Like the fact that, like, uh, in my head, that girl is, like, trying to get me to... You know, what if, yeah, what if she like pulls out a titty? Hey, Moens. Hey, Hysteria Nation, let's hear from you. When you listen to that whole diatribe Brent just went through, if you were actually on an elevator doing it, playing along at home, let us know. Did you go to an alternate dimension? <laughs> I think the only people who play that game are kids who grow up in hotels because <laughs> there's no way I'm going to be a dickhole to that many people if. at any time of day. Moens, you watch the sweet life of Zach and Cody, don't you? And if I was at that hotel and I was a girl, I would just hang out on the fifth floor and wait for someone who looked oh, a little scared. That would be amazing. <laughs> and I would just you get... wear a hoodie? And yeah. just like every time somebody gets up, you're like, blah. And they're like, what are you doing? You're like, well, I guess you don't get it. Just look. We float down here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think that that's what she was doing. If you watch, that is not the sequence that she pressed. Maybe she, she didn't know the she fucking game. She didn't press didn't. half of those buttons. Yeah. Like one. That was just one of those things that someone saw it and she's an elevator and they go, that's what she's doing. Got it. Well, I mean, that's like a, she's Chinese, right? Like, and that's a Korean myth is the elevator game, correct? That I, I, I feel I like you just made that up. 
No, I think I researched it a little bit. I actually <laughs> fucking did my homework this time. You assholes. Uh, thank you. Conspiracy Bob, back me up on this. Robot. Got time for your tomfoolery. Time for your bullshit. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the idea, like, uh, I think you could mold a lot of things into this, but uh, yeah, it's super compelling. Like just having that video, the fact that her parents were like so crazy that they came down that quickly. Yeah. Another suggestion was that she was actually trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone pursuing her, though the best way to get the elevator to move isn't to press every button and then walk in and out of it. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not an elevator repairman or you know, expert in any way. I didn't go to that correspondence school in the 80s. Thanks, Sally Struthers. <laughs> but didn't you use some elevator parts in the construction of Conspiracy Bot? Only the on and off button, which, oh. which are 13. You can buy those cheap. <laughs> and much like that elevator, that off button doesn't work so well. Mm-mm, mm-mm. John, you are a douchebag. Literally a bag women use to douche with. From now on, I call you Summer's Eve. And I agree with him once again. Yeah, yeah you guys are two peas in a pot. So others, including body language specialists who reviewed the video, suggest that she might be under the influence of ecstasy or some other party drug, especially with the weird hand movements. And, you know, she just she looks like she's out of her fucking mind. So the autopsy says there were no additional drugs found in her system other than the uh, the the drugs. No street drugs. No street drugs. However, I have read in other places that traces of those types of drugs might have leached out of her body after being in the water for so long. Yeah, she was in the water for three weeks. Also, they didn't seem to test for the kind of drugs that would be used for date rape drugs and not even saying that she was raped. Some people take that shit and party. You know, they they take GHB and stuff like that. And then oh, it's so funny listening to you pretend like you don't know the name of every one of them. I said they in the Constitution of the United States of America. I can only choose one. I can only choose one. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, God, God, say it! Say it! <laughs> When her bipolar disorder became known, the theory that she was having a psychotic break also emerged. Ding, ding, ding. We probably got a fucking winner there in my book. Side effects of being in a psychotic break include hallucinations, psychomotor agitation. Yes. Yeah, so hence the uh, I'm David Copperfield. Look at me. Psychomotor agitation is a series of unintentional, purposeless motions that stem from the mental stress that people are going through. Mm-hmm. It's it, They're said to be jerky and weird. Much like you see in that video. Yeah. But again, with that video, was it tampered with? What happens in that one minute or 54 seconds that's missing? Why was it sped up? There's a lot of questions. And this so, is all just this is all just stuff that's documented, correct? Yeah, this is I mean, this is true. The, vi- the video, well, the video has been true, edited yeah. um, and then, you know, documented that like, she had mental illness. This documented the drugs that are in her system. All these things are true. And the um, corner uh, like moved from uh, accidental to unknown. Also, like within 15 days well, after of all that, of those things came back, correct? Well, speaking of that, let's talk about the discovery yeah, so they, of her actual body. Oh, no. No, you didn't just play that. Dark conspiracy. It's rough. So. Drop down. Water 
<laughs> he doubled down. Fuck it. So the guests at the hotel began complaining to management about how low the water pressure in their rooms were. Don't drink water. Don't drink the water. Come on! <laughs> Some also claimed that their water was colored black and had unusual smell. So what do you do? <laughs> you get the employees to investigate. You. That is the absolute correct response when you know what's coming. <laughs> So on the morning of February 19th, an employee went to the roof where four 1,000-gallon water tanks provide water pumped from the city supply to the hotel. In one of them, they found Lamb's body floating in the water with all of her clothes and everything in there next to her in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was roughly the color of the house beer you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with this. He's just... Finally tapped into his house beer. <laughs> oh, this beer's good. <laughs> so police responded, and by noon that day, the hotel had drained the tanks so firefighters could cut it open to remove the body. And in the wake of the discovery, all the see, uh, apologies to interrupt, but like people were told that this was there, and people elected to stay. Yeah, and they had to so sign a waiver. All the short-term guests left, but there's people there that have been there for a long time. They're like, that's like the fourth least weird thing that's happened this week <laughs> <laughs> and a number of people that lived there and this, this goes towards some of the conspiracy theories surrounding this case a number of the people that lived there are were known sex offenders were known criminals of various types people they, of, they of really ill repute dastardly people of ill repute <laughs> they uh they might not have had somewhere else to go so they're like yeah. we're good we'll buy some bottled water yeah. it's fine i've been brewing a body in my bathtub for about four weeks she <laughs> just cut to the chase <laughs> oh, we can have a tie into the Dahmer episode <laughs> yeah right so this whole fucking thing so the the biggest thing about this whole story that makes this story is the fucking Cecil Hotel. This is the story. Let's get into that. Let's talk about it. It was built as a business hotel in the 1920s, but it fell on hard times during the Great Depression, as I think everyone fucking did in the 1930s. Yeah, they and call it that for a reason. Because it was then located next to Down on Skid That's Where? Damn right. Down on Not only is it on Skid Row and it's on a hard time, this fucking place has a backstory. Several of Los Angeles' most notable murders has happened or have connections to this fucking hotel. Thus, why we sent Moen straight to the scene. That is right. So right when we knew that we were going to do this, we decided we were going to send Moen's there to check it out. We'll get into that in a minute. Let's talk about the background. Cool. Elizabeth Short. Maybe you've heard of her. The Black Dahlia, the city's best known unsolved murder. It is widely reported that she was at the hotel, the Cecil Hotel, right before her death. Now, that is not the a last stop. That is not a 100 percent, but it is thought to be true. Correct. That's fun. Then in 1964, Goldie Osgood, the pigeon lady of Pershing Square, was raped and murdered in her room at the hotel. Another crime that has never been solved. Didn't really look into this, but that is one hell of a nickname. Yeah. The yeah. Pigeon Lady of Pershing the Square. The Birdman of Alcatraz. The Pigeon Lady of Pershing Square. I wonder if they knew Square. each other. Maybe. They uh, they sent correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> Via Pigeon. Go. Yes! Oh, yay. <laughs> okay. So then you got serial killers Jack Unterwager and Richard Ramirez 
the Night Stalker. Give it to me, baby. One of them wrote about crime novels and was a serial killer. Yeah, Underworker. No, Utavaga. You got to say it with your... Utavaga. So they both lived in the fucking hotel. Why they were fucking serial killers. Holy fucking shit. And Richard Ramirez, we're not talking about the guy down on Walmart who's stocking the shelves. No, not quite. He was the night stalker. The night stalker, one of the most notorious serial killers from the. uh, And what a handsome man. (laughs) Uh, Do you uh, you uh, have uh, the backstory of what the night stalker did? Uh, Killed people. (laughs) thank you for that very educational thank you uh the moens you were right about uh unterwager um from sweden murdered a prostitute sentenced to life in jail but he starts just for killing a prostitute (laughs) yeah man i remember when that was a fine (laughs) back in the good old days yeah yeah uh sent to jail but he, he turns into this like artistic intellectual and starts writing about shit and gets a lot of other artistic intellectuals on his side, and they petition the Swedish government or, or Swiss government, one of the two, Release, wherever right? wherever he was, to release him. And his first, his very first opportunity for release after 15 years, he's released. He moves to the states and starts writing about true crime and murders during the day and at night. Once last night, I was, I mean. <laughs> my character I'm writing about <laughs> was killing. No, he was right, but true crime, like really shit. Shit. This is I- true. It is crime. <laughs> Brent grabs woman by neck, strangles her to she. I mean, why um, does she live? No Jacob more. She does. <laughs> Brent, I'm impressed and relieved to see that you've expanded your accents. Then I yeah. get away in my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's kill this bitch. Okay. Brent, I love the fact that like your <laughs> accents change only by pitch. It's the same accent. It's just higher or lower. <laughs> I'm a cop. Speed buggy I am. I, I Watch do. too much Super Troopers. <laughs> you boys like Mexico! <laughs> uh, essentially relapses once he checks into the Cecil Hotel and like kills like four prostitutes, right? Well, yeah. As because, people are want to do when yeah, they live at the Cecil. They either kill other people or they kill themselves. Tons yeah. of suicides from the Cecil oh, Hotel. Oh, so many suicides. In fact, one young lady jumped from her ninth story window after having an argument with her estranged husband. Who left for dinner a six, weirdly without her. A 65-year-old man happened to be walking by at the same time. She hit him on her way down, killed him too. Tag, you're it. There was, there was like, like back-to-back weird things yeah. that happened like uh, from like 33 to like 38 uh, reading through it. There was like one gal who was 19 who was uh, essentially like bedfellows with a 38-year-old carpet salesman who was door-to-door. And she gave birth in the shared bathroom to a baby when she was having stomach problems and then threw it through the window onto another rooftop because she thought it was dead when she gave birth. And like there's so fling. many weird things that happen. Like, yeah. Cause who doesn't like do the, that? It was like, uh, almost like the, uh, what do you want to call it? Boutique place to go kill yourself. Well, like, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to market it as a boutique. I think they just used the wrong wording. <laughs> and you know what the yeah. fuck they're trying to market it as a boutique, trying to make, Oh, I don't know. Don't worry about what happened here, but people fucking remember. But I did walk by the hotel, and it's one of the larger structures in downtown, especially in that area. And I'm sure at the time it was the tallest. So if you were going to, like, get a good splat, that's the place to go. <laughs> so 
Who else lived there, Brent? So this is probably the the most famous, I would say. Well, not I mean, not not most famous. You got Richard Ramirez and stuff, but Alistair fucking Crowley. Mr. Crowley. Thank you, Ozman. You're welcome. Now hand me a bat. Mr. <laughs> Alistair Crowley, English occultist, ceremonial magician, poet, painter, novelist, and mountaineer. This guy you've probably heard of. He's a founder of the religion Thelema, identifying himself as the prophet entrusted with guiding humanity into the eon of Horus in the early 20th century. Short and sweet. He's considered a Satanist, though he denied it. He is thought you go to of the as website, the father of sa- Satanic religion. If you go to the uh, the Church of Satan's website, they claim him as their their, as their original, their papa. In fact, if another another story and still unsolved, the West Memphis Three, Damien Eccles had Aleister Crowley's books and he'd written about him, and that was one of the things they used against him in court. Well, he he studied Aleister Crowley. Obviously, he killed these children. Like this guy was not a well received person in, in regular I, society. I'm noticing a theme when when we all talk about these uh, conspiracy theories are. The places that claim and, and and like distance themselves from things like flat earth was like, no, 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 we glo- global warming is real, like, which is fucking weird. And the fact that Satanists are like, no, 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 yeah, Alistair, they, he's one of us. Yeah, like they want to be taken how seriously do you, as an extreme cause claim things. And you're like, oh, no, no, this is us. <laughs> well, it gets even better. So while Alistair Crowley is living at the hotel. He claims that he opened a dimensional portal to another dimension, henceforth the dimensional portal, and he met people that called themselves the Lamb, and they were little gray men, and the sketches look just like the big heads, big old fucking eyes. Mama don't like tattletales. (laughs) So according to the, the legend, came into contact with these interdimensional entities, the Lamb, who, by the way, the dead wingers we said for the alien gray depict on the cover. Did we mention that this young lady's name was Elisa Lamb? Oh. <laughs> so from this Great. purported I encounter. Forgot how, I forgot how that sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> so from the purported encounter, some have inferred that Mr. Crowley intentionally opened the portal of entry through the practice of magic that ends in a K, mind you, yeah, using a ritual. And he never fucking closed it. So... Hi, hi. Hey, mind if we come in? Oh, and can we eat that? I know it's a baby, but I'm gonna, I, I, I kind of need to nosh. <laughs> so they gave these alien grace passage under or alien as in dimensional aliens. They're still there. And that's one of the reasons that this hotel has had such a fucking terrible backstory. And then that also makes a reason why it's all on lockdown right now. Right. Like you can't like there's aliens. They're like, yeah, we know you're saying lockdown. So we sent Matt to the hotel. We said, get in there, go inside, play the elevator game, film the whole thing. And he went and did it. And if you get, if you get stuck in another dimension, ah, you know, yes, we'll write your book. I was was ramped to do it. So I, I like got off, like I got off work about an hour early on Friday like I had my bag with me. I'm ready to go. I did my research. I knew exactly the train line I had to get down there. Took it down there. Already had some bad luck. 
the last two stops on the train line were closed. So I was like, that's fine. So I got off and walked the rest of the distance. <laughs> and as soon as I got there, where, they fucking like, knew. Where did you have to walk through? <laughs> yes, I did. I walked through Skid Row, um, which actually gave me a lot more insight to like the the allure slash the people that your that rich place. family hunt on the weekends as the world's most dangerous game. Well, you know, like part of the part of this um, part of this lore is that she was killed by some rando or somebody yeah. staying in the hotel. I don't doubt that. I mean, it was a rough. A rough part of town like it was definitely yeah. being gentrified by the time i was walking through yeah. it so, so there was a lot of lofts being offered new condos being built there was a starbucks being put into a building but it wasn't there yet yeah. so it, like you could definitely feel like and this was a few years ago it wasn't and, and starbucks is the official sign of gentrification yeah you're, you're walking down the street gun store gun store liquor store, gun store where the fuck well, are they taking yeah, me? it's like yeah. liquor store yeah. uh so like tell us about the hotel what? tell what like yeah we sent you in there to go do the play the elevator game how to go I walked into the hotel. The hotel itself is like three separate buildings when you approach it from the west. So there's like the the front building, the middle building, and the back building. And they all have connective stairways. So it's very tall. Very It still says Hotel Cecil. It's like gorgeous. You're like, this is amazing. Uh, it's a historic monument within L.A., so they can't tear it down. Yeah. Uh, so I walk up to it. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to dive in here and check out this lobby because supposedly the lobby is amazing. No longer are you allowed to walk in the front door. You have to have either a key fob or a keypad. And there's no guy or gal or security or at any point like standing in front of it. Like you literally cannot get through the first entrance without that. So are you saying you didn't get in? I did not get in. <laughs> no. And I tried to follow a guy in and that didn't work so well well I, I will i will say this you are continuing the excellence of investigation that hysteria 51 has traditionally provided when we go <laughs> on scene. Time we go on scene oh you want to see the cecil hotel it burnt down thursday literally the last time we went somewhere it fucking burnt down just before we got there i do so, have pictures though. you do and, and we're going to post those online you got pictures of the hotel you even got pictures of the the water the cisterns. Cisterns. Yeah, yeah that's awesome so hey at least it was worth you know what you learned it wasn't worth it at all brent no because no listen though after, it was worth it for us after, we didn't have to go anywhere after this had happened people went there like fucking gangbusters they were, like yeah and 100%. they were it was you could get in there you could get on the fucking roof like nothing was locked down and, and there was uh two separate shithole hotel in skid row like yeah there's two separate people from walking in like they have rules right now where you can't bring a guest into your room there was an Asian YouTuber just a few years ago who filmed himself walking in, going all the way up to the top floor, walking through the door that was supposedly alarmed. It wasn't and getting straight all the way up to the top of the cistern. Yep. No problems whatsoever. There was another YouTuber that filmed themselves going up to the top floor, uh, easily opening the window on the 14th floor and using the fire escape to get to the roof. The point being that up until uh, obviously a fairly short time ago. It was pretty damn easy to get on that roof. And people were like, there's no way this girl got on the roof by herself. Bullshit. That was that was proven bullshit by so many people. Right. Except for Matt Owens. <laughs> because yeah, they, I, I they, guess they fixed it. But it's it. a good thing. Now it's a good thing. At least they're taking it seriously now. And you have to put in a punch and key. As well they cut. should. So you know what? Let's go to break. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk what really happened to this girl when we come back on Hysteria 51. Robot. Oh. 
All right, welcome back, Hysteria Nation. So we've laid out the weird-ass fucking Cecil Hotel. We've told you the story about what happened to her. Let's get into the autopsy. Get in. Let's dive on in. (laughs) So we should preface the autopsy with this was done, what, like uh, after the 14th. So she had been in water for three weeks, which is a long time to be sitting in water. Yes. And they say, you know, when you're in water, it speeds up some things. It slows down other as far as decomposition. So a lot of times the person that's in water might actually be less decomposed than someone that's not. Her her insides would be, there's no bacteria that's her insides would be a lot less decomposed, but But her her, her her sloughing off her skin sloughing off. Yeah. Yeah. They get in there, they test her. And when someone's been in water like this, they don't test just the blood in your your arms because a lot of times it's not worth they actually test the blood in in your organs so those are better, those are lined and protected mm-hmm. yes. so they found no street drugs that they tested for meaning she wasn't on cocaine she wasn't on, on meth she wasn't on anything like that uh any hallucinogens that would make her be acting the way she was now, other as people, people say, saw in the elevator other people say that if you're in the water that long even out of the organs the traces of that can leach out yeah i'm i'm not a doctor and the only doctor we knew to contact was dr dre it didn't work out so we're not sure on that one <laughs> uh the so, other thing i did find interesting was like uh alcohol right it was like a 0.02 which seems yeah they did find a little low. alcohol she'd had she'd had like a drink maybe but they but it wasn't anything to to speak of. but, but it is like a breathalyzer is like hit or miss in 30 minutes. Well, so but I don't know if I trust that. Even if it was only one drink, the interesting part about that is the medications she was on are known to have very bad side effects mixed with exactly, alcohol. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of the medications she was on, we, we talked about the four she was on. Well, one of those or two of those were missing. And the two that were missing were her antipsychotics, the things that keep you from doing things like making weird hand movements and talking to people that aren't there when you're in a fucking elevator. Right. So they're supposed to keep certain levels in their body. Yeah. That's why you have to take it every day. It's yeah, not effects like, and things like it's that. It's not like aspirin where you, you can have take to it taper when you off. It. Even when you come off, you have to taper off. Right. Or you can have people commit suicide because and so by testing the levels they could tell what she had taken and what she hadn't yeah. and there was very low levels of the antipsychotic therefore knowing that she had not taken yeah. it so they did a rape so, kit but they didn't test it and they didn't test her for rape drugs which is kind of a glaring i don't know why they wouldn't do that especially well, since they did have a rape kit though they did it but then they didn't they didn't process they it. didn't process it and they said the reason they didn't was that there was no suspicion of foul play. There was no suspicion of foul play because there was no nothing to look like she hadn't been bound. There was no defensive wounds. The only wound to her is she had a prolapsed rectum. She had the old pink sock hanging out the back, uh, as one might why say. Why are you laughing right now? <laughs> it's it's a lot of people are like, why could that happen? A couple of reasons. A, it can happen during death. B, she was in a tank that had suction on the bottom. Right, sucks the a lot of people out. think that she got down there and and it, it sucked it's out like, her It's rectum. like the old urban legend about sitting on the drain at the bottom of a pool for oh, a yeah. minute. Which John knows firsthand it will not happen. Because, Does not happen. Yeah. He, he spent most of his 12 and 13-year-old self sitting on the drain at the bottom of the pool. I remember that, that garden would, hose you cut that we'd have to hold up so you could breathe while you're down there. <laughs> You could tell I was about to call bullshit on that because I was about to say, how can I breathe? And and you, good for you. You took a left and you got there. Oh, look at you denying things. Moving on. Old Summer's Eve playing it coy. <laughs> 
this kind of feeds back to that one minute of video that isn't there or yeah. one and a half minutes. Of now, video. of course, the police are going to take things on. And that could have just been that one of the other people walked by and was like, the fuck's going on? And they're trying to, you know, they cleared that person. Maybe they didn't want to have a minute. Or maybe or, there was sex that was occurring in that elevator and they talked to that person. And they're like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe she came down to L.A. to, you know, has been. A lot of people have said she needed money for college. She went down there and was, you know, working the streets, so to speak, and and making her money back. I mean, maybe stormtroopers walked in and escorted her out. If you're gonna fucking investigate, did you literally you gotta go just through all do of that so you could drop in the? We can fucking say mate. My point is, we can say maybe about anything. But and any... no, I didn't because conspiracy bots the one who put the put the fucking music in. But any good person I like if you're a cop bot. or if you're a fucking anything good us you gotta explore all those angles like anything could happen and when you see someone's b-hole hanging out like maybe you think like hmm was there some butt stuff going on before this and yeah. they got hang so they 86 <laughs> they 86 butt the, stuff <laughs> they 86 in the fucking tank up you ever done butt stuff john <laughs> <laughs> he was oddly quiet there. This all feeds into her mental health. Like she John, was bipolar. Um, saying never and John and butt stuff all in the same sentence just it it, it should be illegal. John, you've never initiated butt stuff. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so let's get into this mental health as we talk. Bipolar. Uh, her parents tried to hide it, where she was out blogging about it and putting little things on Tumblr. Um, she was open about it. And she, as we said, she was active on the blogs. And in fact, she was so active as a blogger, she actually set up to where it would, she'd written a lot of blogs previous and they would be released. So after she had went missing up for a few years, blogs of hers were still coming out. So people are like, what the fuck? This is a smoking gun. No, it just means she'd set them up to time release, which mm-hmm. is something like you can even do that through, through apps for Facebook and Twitter. Like yeah, yeah. For a podcast. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I fully expect Brent to be posting in hysteria nation for months after his eventual demise, <laughs> probably at the hands of conspiracy. Yeah, by the way, pump the brakes on that robot. So even though she had mental health issues, even though she had all these things, there was no drugs, there's no defensive wounds. People still say she was murdered. A lot of people think that, you know, we said it was a hostile style situation and people Mm -hmm. are like, I don't like this broad. So they moved her up into the top floor, which is where all the long-term people lived. And as you both have Sated, there's some nefarious characters up there. There's been mm-hmm. demonologists and, and serial killers and things like that. So people thought maybe I see dead people. people people think that maybe she'd fell in with one of those and she died and it could have been accidental and you need to get a body out. What do you do? Well, she's a little bitty girl. It'd be easy to carry her up there and dump her and yeah, I mean, to your point, Brent, like uh, one of one of the uh, attacks in the Cecil Hotel was an elderly woman who was savagely stabbed yeah. to death. It was like a golden pigeon or what was it? Yeah, what the, was she called? Yeah, she Goldie was the, pigeon. The, the, the bird woman of Cecil Town. Yeah. And Cecil, she was like Cecil, stabbed the fuck to death this thing's called? Room, <laughs> raped and everything else. Like and nobody found out who it was. Nothing I don't here. doubt that. Like, I don't doubt. Wait, are you referring to the pigeon lady of Pershing Square? That's it. <laughs> the mental health makes sense. Then there was the murdered. It, it makes sense. The autopsy. Then 
things kind of go off the rails a little bit. uh, On the murder slash death, when they found her body, they also found her clothing in there. Yes. Yeah. When they dried out her clothing, they found a lot of, of, of particulate is the best word for it. Sandish. And they weren't, and they weren't sure where it came from. However, it very well could have been the the gravel or sand that was a part of the roof of that very building. Yeah. Which leads people to speculate that if she was murdered, they had, you know, when they got up there, they, they set the body on the ground. Down. Yeah. And, and that's where it came Drugger. from. Yeah. Because one wouldn't think that um, – Someone on their own, of their own volition would go rolling around on the ground. Or she's fucking crazy. She goes up there. She's laying out, laying down on there. Then she jumps in the fucking water like someone who's crazy who would get in a fucking say, water I mean, tank. We, we can't make that supposition because if, if she was mentally disturbed, someone just as likely to jump into a, a large cistern of water yeah. is also probably likely to roll around on the ground. So let's move on. Let's get into the, the more outlandish tales. The TV outbreak. TB tuberculosis. So the days following consumption. the consumption. Yeah, I got the consumption. For our 110-year-old listeners. <laughs> the days following the discovery of her body, several newspapers reported that an outbreak of a resistant strain of tuberculosis. <laughs> My body's so tuberculosis. Amongst the homeless in downtown LA, uh, that's tuberculosis. Uh, The Center for Disease Control had been approached to help keep the sudden outbreak under control. What did they use? The Lamb Elisa tuberculosis diagnosis test using urine and sputum samples to locate the TB in the patient. What's that called again? Lamb Elisa. Literally the test for this resistant form of TB, which broke out right by the fucking hotel that she died in, is called the Lamb Elisa test. What? (laughs) So people are saying this is a fucking false flag, calling of the destitute and and homeless in L.A., and she was the key to it all. Maybe she – maybe they used her – her they pumped her in it and put it in the fucking tank, and then all the people got it from the water supply. I mean – it is. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt. I you mean, don't doubt like, that. Honestly, we've been on enough of these podcasts, friends. Where <laughs> That's true. There's, uh, there should be nothing some, that like, would surprise some you. Shit. And I think we can start connecting the dots right now. Well, there is so many fucking um, it's coincidences in this with other things. Coincidence. Coincidence. So and the other thing, a couple other. Okay. In 2005, a movie called Dark, Dark Water, Water based on the, the hotel itself. One of the characters named Dolly after the black Dolly. And what happens in dark water? An Uh-oh. Asian girl gets put in the water tank and it makes the water dark and people get sick. And it's all about that fucking hotel. What the actual fuck? Uh, yeah. The really fucked up part was that's like 10 years before this happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fucking shit. That is fucking crazy Another, way, it has a, like a 38 percent on rotten tomatoes it's not a good movie <laughs> uh, it's a, the jennifer Connolly vehicle another conspiracy theory around it is the illuminati were behind her death well i mean that's just a fucking given i don't even think that needs much why more. why would that ever not be a thing exactly like any anytime so, anybody dies under mysterious circumstances it's the illuminati the great part about this was it's all based on one tweet she retweeted an article basically saying that this Firm was working with the United States, which government, is connected to the the hotel itself. Uh, that was supposedly um, 
supposedly had offices in or around the hotel. It was never, it's never actually been thoroughly proven that they did, but uh, this firm supposedly had offices there and they, uh, were working out an invisibility cloak. Yeah. They with called the US it, government. they called it active camouflage. Uh, okay. Her death, obviously being a 21 year old dropout college student, she was the crux of, of the invisibility. She was a government spook and they Correct. caught on to her and her, she blew her cover and they 86 her. And the reason that yeah. she's talking in the elevator by herself isn't true. She's talking to some bloke in an invisibility cloak. All because she retweeted an article. It's not like she was putting, um, information that wasn't known by anyone else. I mean, if you're going to kill someone, kill the person who wrote the article. It's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And probably most plausible. <laughs> the, the government killed her. I mean, come on. No, this is the Illuminati. Well, one in the one same. In the same. Yeah. Come on now, John. Wait, have we done our research? Do we know if everybody that retweeted that article is dead? That is true. Good question. Good question. I doubt it. All right. Because because that's in. fucking ridiculous. So then you've got the whole suicide. She went up there. She killed herself or it was an accident. Wanna, she went up there. She jumped in the water tank, couldn't get out and died. One point I want to make on the either accidental death or suicide. Almost every article you go out and read about the death of Elisa Lamb will say that when her body was discovered, that the lid to the cistern was closed. Right. A few years ago, a magazine did an interview with the person who discovered her body and he's like, yeah, the, the lid was open. I don't know what folks are talking about. So, so number one, let, let's dispel that. Uh, everyone wonders, could she open the lid? Would she be able to close it behind Which her? Which is such fucking, it was 50 to 60 pounds or 55 to 65 pounds. You can fucking lift that. A five -year -old no, John, did you see like, or uh, like Brent, did you also see the uh, picture I sent to John of those cisterns on the top? Yes. Yeah. I mean, but those the, those are huge. They're ten feet, but the lids aren't that. big. But the lids aren't that big, and you can actually no, show the where lids you are can, on there. Look at, like I know, but the, but they just flip open, and they actually showed if you go to YouTube, a guy like got up there, got right next to him, jumped onto him, had no issue himself, had no issue getting into him. But the point was, it's not a question of whether it's liftable or not, even though they are only fifty or sixty pounds. It was open. It was open. Doesn't matter. Yeah. She didn't need to because it was she open. jumped. She could have jumped in, or she opened it and left it open. It was uh, open. It was open I'm when curious, the body was found. I'm curious what they define as open because everything I've read has been locked or unlocked. But it, and it, open. But that's what people unlocked. are. No, he said it was absolutely like open, open, and you like could it look was down it in the air. No, 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 no. It, it, you have to understand the way the lid works. It's it's not on a it's not on a springed hinge. It's just on a hinge. There is one of it two possibilities backwards. here. It's either open or shut. And when they found it, it was open. Simple as that. And I, I hate hearing people say it was 55, 65 pounds. There's no way she could open that horse shit. She absolutely could have. Anyone could have. All right. We've laid it out. She had psychosis strength. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my fucking baby's dying in a fucking plane crash and you lift the fucking plane off him. You know, that shit right. does happen. But I don't think she was like, I got to drown and like flip the fucking lid. I think you just confused mom strength from lifting a car to some issue of like Superman. You <laughs> I think it was a small, it, it was a small, uh, <laughs> she, yeah. she's like, I'm in LA. I want to swim. Yeah. <laughs> this is the cleanest water I'll find. Well, that's what, you know, it's, you, you say that as a joke, it's some going along with the idea of the, uh, of the psychotic break, 
weird, weird, weird ideas oftentimes uh, appeal to folks that are going through a psychotic break. You'll, you'll hear about people going down to the state house and claiming the the local politician is is part of you know the Illuminati or something like like they just go bonkers and but they get, they get focused on an idea. Yeah. So it, it could make a lot of sense that she would go up there and go a swim would be great right now. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, this is how I center myself. All right. I've got it fucking figured out. Like, let's let's bring it home. I'm going to tell you guys what fucking doing opinions right now. This is my it's not an opinion. If it's true, this is the fact (laughs) she'd been in college. She'd been there way too long. She hadn't finished. She's running out of money. What she do? She goes down to L.A., starts selling ass, trying to make money for college. All right. She gets 86 out there. By one of those motherfuckers who happened to be the dude who blew her b-hole out. And he's like, I got a fucking 86 this broad. Who was it that did this to her? It's the interdimensional lamb, the fucking tiny gray people who worked for the government in a secret plot to create active camouflage. All right. It's all coming together. How did she meet this guy? Not by chance. She's playing the fucking elevator game. Got off on that. (laughs) other dimension and he's there on his fucking smoke break and he's like i oh, will do so he you know he, he takes her up on that whole ass for play kind of thing and then they made it look like an accident by stealing her antipsychotics the days before because it was a planned attack all in an attempt to steal her dna because they knew that unlocked the super tuberculosis that the government hopes to weaponize that whole alien was also a big fan of that dark water movie so he used it as the basis of it i think that covers all bases wow and uh and i think we i don't think we need to say anymore what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Brent, kind of at a loss right now. Conspiracy bot, do you have any thoughts on on what Brent just said? For once, I whole robo-heartedly agree with him. I would have thrown some more butt stuff in, but he did it justice. Is that just because it's the most ridiculous thing possible? No Summer's Eve. I always throw more butt stuff in if they are Asian. (laughs) (laughs) Brent, do you always like to be the guy who's wrong? Prove I'm wrong! I took everyone's opinion online. No one wants to think that she had a psychotic breakdown and, and, and unfortunately had a horrible demise i mean everyone wants you just made a crazy cocktail like no nobody thinks all of those things well some people think some of those some of the people are right let me part of the time but all the people are right some of the time and and brent hands right every time that's what i was always taught good lord yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man (laughs) (laughs) i mean matt what do you think actually happened I'm a little bit more uh, skeptical than you are. Um, I do think there was some foul play involved. I don't think it was like intentional foul play, but I do think she had met somebody there who allowed her access to the roof. I do think that they were doing some recreational drugs together or drinking or he was. And I'm saying he uh, it could have been a she. But let's say he in this scenario was playing on the fact that she was unstable and probably wanted to yeah. uh, experience like sexual activities or whatever it was on the roof and this person 
much as you saw in the Chinese video, you could get to the cisterns. So they went up there, things transpired. And then whether it was the actual like sucking mechanism of the cistern, which we didn't touch on too much, mm-hmm. but the idea that you could prolapse your anus by being sucked down when the water valve opened yeah. and be drowned underwater. Yeah. And one of the other things was she was found drowned face up, which is very rare for any drowning victim. There's like no way that you are face up. Yeah, which falls drown. into the hole she was on the bottom and couldn't get up. Something exactly. Like that. Yeah. So like it sucks down. I do feel that the person was there when it happened and or was there prior to it happening and just didn't come forward I, I because feel, I feel they're you. travelers. I feel you on, on a lot of that. Just they didn't find those those drugs in her system. Now, who knows for sure? Well, and also the, the other thing idea is like I don't think drugs are necessary for it. I think it's just sort of like uh, like if she failed to take antipsychotics. Yeah. Have you Brent? You've dated crazy women before, right? <laughs> They do Once crazy shit. I dated someone who was bipolar. I dated someone who was bipolar and it ended our relationship because she was bipolar and right. it was a so nightmare. Um, and she didn't, she didn't want to take her, her medicine. Dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. But it, sometimes you do dumb shit together and you're just like, okay, I'm in on this ride with you. And maybe one of those were, okay, I'm in on this ride is we're going to go to the roof and we're going to open yeah. up this sister. I understand go what you're saying. I'm just saying my, my two points were like, I, I, you know, the drugs, I don't know, could you reference the number two? They also proved that anyone could get to that roof, no hindrance. Right. So who knows? So I, I think there was like another party involved that yeah. may know the like the better story. Like she might not I have been murdered by that person, but they, they left her there. There was somebody after, else involved. Yeah. Like she didn't just go up there on her own volition, get naked, get in a cistern, and yeah. then close it on herself. Conspiracy about what do you think happened? Bitches be crazy. The end. That actually might make sense. Might. It's just better than partying all the time. <laughs> There's nothing better than partying all the time. We got two clowns and a robot. John, bring us home. End of the day, I, I definitely think it was an, an accidental death. I don't think I don't believe she was murdered. I do think it's possible that there were other people uh, involved in her last day. Yeah, I you know the, when she was in the elevator. Look at you, Katie Orphan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> leave your parents alone. <laughs> I, 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 on her last, you know, in the elevator, uh, it's known she was wearing men's shorts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why was she wearing men's shorts? As I mentioned before, there was a police officer that said she had been seen entering the building with, with dose men, with two men and holding a box of some type. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? However, I don't think that, that those, those men or she, she mentioned in one of her blog posts that she, she, she every now and then she was feeling a little crazy. Uh, not, I don't mean that as a, a euphemism. She, she just said that. Yeah. And she would maybe go say hi to men that she didn't know. I say all of that to say that she was living kind of recklessly. She was living in a, in a hostile, hostile environment, hostile, hostile, hostile environment. Yeah. Talking to men she didn't know, she wasn't necessarily making the best yeah. decisions. Yeah, yeah. In her in her final days, I think all of that could have led. Whether that includes a drug that we don't know about, whether that includes just taking some of her meds too much or not enough with alcohol, it all just coalesces into more bad decisions. So one other one other thing I'd I'd like to note: if you go watch that video that we talked about. And then if you go read articles, they've got pictures of her. 
Isn't it kind of weird that the woman in the video doesn't look all that much like Elisa Lamb in the pictures? Mm-hmm. Is it a possibility? I'm just saying, is it a possibility that the person in the video isn't Elisa Lamb Which at people, all? Which people have, have said. And with the pixelation of her mouth and things like that, people were like, oh, well, maybe it's bullshit. I think it the probably- The pixelation of the mouth, I think, was like her yelling Johnny, who was the guy who fucked her in the elevator for that one minute. Why, why is it got to be John? Out. Why is it got to be John? <laughs> I'd have went with Summer's Eve. I don't necessarily believe okay, that. Okay, sure. I, it's I, I'm it's saying, Trent. I'm saying- <laughs> Thank you. I'm saying that interests me more than- cloaking devices things of that nature yeah um ultimately i do think that she was her own she was the cause of her own demise and she yeah and yeah. she yeah. she went and got in that cistern uh, calm down whatever. crazy calm down like <laughs> for, she just needed someone to say that to her. yeah yeah and for whatever reason got in there and, and unfortunately passed away i no. feel like she may have been coaxed i i don't think that was like a, a like there's no way you go to a hotel that you've never been to and you find out about that like you have to have some inside intelligence. Well, but she's also living in a big group home and talking to the locals. She was there for a while, like and getting kicked out of the group. Home. Yeah, because she's like going to everyone. Hey, you want to go swimming on the top? You want? You guys want to go swimming? You want to go swimming? Dude, calm the fuck down. You don't want to go swimming, bitch. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Those are our opinions, and there I'm is not gonna never going to be is fucking creepy. It is. Well, and it's old as shit. The, the best part of this is the fucking hotel. And there's never going to be a solid answer unless someone comes forward. And then when someone comes forward, no one's going to fucking believe them anyway, because people don't believe things like that. So it's a moot point. You could have the fucking video. The, uh, the, the missing minute could be her holding up a whiteboard saying everything that's about to happen. And people aren't going to fucking believe it because it's, you know. It's the world. Because the Illuminati wants you to think that. But we want to hear your opinion. Find us online. Hysteria 51 pod on Facebook. We also have our group discussion on there. Hysteria Nation. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know theories that we missed. You can tweet to us at Hysteria 51 pod, or you can find the links to our Hysteria page and our Twitter on Hysteria51.com as well as all our past episodes of the show and the current one. I'm going to throw this out here, if you guys don't mind. Yeah. If somebody wants to sponsor a one-night stay at the uh, Stay on Main, I will video record it Yeah, and do my own recording. We can have a follow-up episode. Ooh. We might have if, to do it. If a, somebody wants to, like... I might do it myself, but it's like if you're interested bucks. in that, message us. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll tell you what we'll tell me what you want you. me to do, and I'll do it, it to the best of my ability. Yeah. barring security taking me down, <laughs> but if you want me to stay there, I will. A few other shout outs. A big thank you to the Travel Oddities podcast. Yeah. It's a great show. We actually really enjoy that show. The guys do a tremendous job. Uh, I mean, it's just a really good show. Uh, thanks for supporting us, and and we hope that our listeners will will go check it out as well. Also, a big we demand out. that our listeners check it out as well. Is At that- least one of you. Just write in when you do it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, a big shout out to every week we're having hundreds of folks join Hysteria Nation. We want you to, too. Yeah, I think it, two, like two weeks ago we were at 300. Today we went over 600, so it's growing fast. Like, And yeah, it'll uh, be it'll be triple that soon. Also, a big shout out to a few new listeners who joined it. Thanks for chiming in, Jamie and Liz. Uh, we appreciate you joining the conversation, and we want you listeners at home to do the same. Go to Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. Also, you could leave us a voicemail. That's right. 
773-669-7277. And Brent, I'm not going to lie to you. Not many people have been doing this. Yeah, we've only gotten a couple of voicemails. We'd love to get some more. Call us. Don't you want to hear your voice on the internet? God knows I do. I need you to hear, hear my your voice. voice. I, I need anyone's voice. Have you played any of those yet? Yeah, we've. It's Thanks awesome to hear that our listen that our guests also listen to the show. We've had we've three different episodes. We've I've played. listened to like most of them, like, <laughs> except for those. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Which is like literally why I'm like curious about. It. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, we played. I think three voicemails. Three. Okay, so I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> three episodes I haven't listened. Well, to. You okay. you very well might be crazy, but in this particular uh, case, I no. 100% do not discount that. And any of you that want to join in on the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash hysteria51 and uh, support our habit. We'll send you stickers. We'll give you a shout out on the show. If you spend enough, we'll even let you co-host. Hey, there's one of those ticks you can put on your bucket list. Uh, speaking of Moens, your your bill is in the mail. <laughs> I have to I have to get a new card from somebody. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yep. Yep. All right. With that being said, I've been Brent. I've been John. I've been Moens. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.